everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Gate, our Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Meg. And we have some special guests today. Yes, you can go ahead and introduce yourselves. I'm Alex. And I'm Lauren. Yes, thanks for joining us. And we are talking about episode 52, Combined Strength. Okay, yes. Um, And in this episode uh with the philosopher's stone in his possession alphonse fearlessly engages pride and kimberly elsewhere the armstrongs find themselves trapped between sloth's onslaught and the guns of central's troops yes and this covers manga chapters 92 with everyone's strength and 93 arch enemy yes and before we get started we have some questions for our guests oh no <laughs> uh so, who is your favorite character in the show? Um, so Alex here. My favorite character is like hands down Ed, mostly because I'm also short, and so I just kind of identify with that. Although I don't get as upset, but probably because I'm female, like I just I don't get as upset about being called short. But like, I also get him. And then my second favorite is Alex Louis Armstrong because <laughs> beautiful. Also share the same name with that boy. <laughs> he just sparkles nice. every time. And I'm just like, that's legit. <laughs> and Lauren here as the engineer, I can't help but give a shout out to Winry. Yes. And all of the different contraptions that she puts together and puts up with. And I definitely understand the moments of building something glorious and having the person immediately ruin it and be like, ah, I, ju- <laughs> I just... Just built that. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you get as angry though? Hundred percent. Okay. That's good to know for future reference. Just don't be around her when she's got a wrench in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. And then how long ago did you first watch Full Metal and what was your thoughts on it? How long ago was it? I know me and Lauren both started watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood together because Meg was like, hey, this is a cool show. And we were like, all right. And Lauren had already heard about it. And so what is it for? No. Was it a year? No, it had been less than a year. Oh, no, you, have, you haven't been friends for a year. Six months? Hmm. When did you move? <laughs> they started it February 12th at 2 p.m. <laughs> it's definitely no, exactly <laughs> the point. She's stalking us. <laughs> oh, do you think Crunchyroll will tell me? Possibly. Probably you know, not. I don't know mm. if it tells you when you watch things. I think you can just see like the order of stuff. My answer is actually a little bit more complicated. So <laughs> FMA Brotherhood has followed me most of my life and like i have no joke memories of sitting there with my boyfriend just after college watching like a random episode or two and so nice. it's taken me years to put together the full storyline <laughs> but i've seen bits and pieces of it and so it brings back memories of all the different phases in life yeah well two months ago that's the answer We'll yeah. claim February 12th. I like it. <laughs> All right. And what your thoughts? Liked it? Hated it? You're just here to bash 
bashed the show. Lots of Nazi undertones that were not super subtle, but definitely was not expecting that. Um, I have to admit, like, I did really like it for being one of the rare, like, rare animes I've actually fully watched. I really ended up liking it. It wasn't overly too dramatic, although there were a lot of points. But I think Winry and Ed and Al, like, that just dynamic just kind of made it for me. So, yeah, I really liked it. I definitely enjoyed it as well. It's definitely a classic for a reason and why so many people have mentioned it or watched it or talked about it or checked it out. And it definitely had a lot more layers to it than I fully expected. I expected Mm -hmm. more like a Pokemon or Dragon Ball Z where there's like a slight arch to it, but not a lot of depth. You know, grown up watching Pokemon, <laughs> I can say I can't go back now because right, it's not as much of a storyline. Too many good animes at this point. Oh, I love your. You know me. Like, would I watch something? You realize I started watching this before getting to know you. Kind of. Yes. Okay. We'll talk about <laughs> offline. <laughs> mm, okay, and then. Do you guys have a favorite anime? I know you just said you haven't watched too many all the way through, but. Hmm. I'm fascinated by the Ghibli films and how much of it's, yes, fantasy, but also just a cultural, either folktale or mythology or things that do root back. And I can tie into other shows and other episodes of other things. But. I definitely did enjoy watching Promised Neverland, no matter how much crap I give it. (laughs) I'm turning them very slowly. Good. Dr. Stone will be out down the line sometime. (laughs) Alex already tried that, and that was a bit much for her. (laughs) It is a bit much, but it's science. It's it's fun. (laughs) Science. But then they get overly dramatic about most (laughs) random things, and I'm just like... The facial expressions yeah. are definitely something like I would not, I would not show that that um, show to somebody who is very new to anime. Yeah, that was my. <laughs> I have to be. I'm not. I'm not there yet. I've only watched like two or three. My first one was like One Punch Man. If you don't count Avatar, <laughs> unless they are there. So, yeah, I, th- I still think it's One Punch Man. But like, I like mm-hmm. that show only because it's such. Like the anticlimactic, like you want, you're rooting for him to finally be able to like fulfill his like dream. And he's just the most awkward and like random human being alive. And so I just thought it was hilarious, like the whole way through. (laughs) But I really, really have not watched enough shows to have a true favorite. Mm -hmm. So Sailor Moon next. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or if I want. Oh, what about your Lion April? That would be your Lion <laughs> April should be on the list for you. Ooh, that one's good too. We have to watch a Korean drama next because Meg already ho winked us into watching more Fruits Basket than we thought we were going to. So it's so good. <laughs> They're enjoying it. We just finished the first season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I guess what I forgot that you get to meet Kakaru at the end. I know. <laughs> I love Kakadu. <Kathy. laughs> hmm. Okay, anyway, let's talk about the actual show now. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great episode. <sighs> okay. 
So once again, the episode starts where the last one left off. Um, Al has a Philosopher's Stone and we get to see one of, I think, the best fights in the show. Al grows back his limbs and I don't know. It's like, it was so crazy. You can, it's hard to follow. Like he's like using the stone so fast. And like one thing that a few things that I saw was like, he made like a sword that was like bendable. Like it went around pride's like things. And then also he was like riding a dirt dragon. Yep. (laughs) We think Ed's the dramatic one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, shoot. Oh, I forgot. It kind of reminded me of like when like Ed fights people, and I was like, wow, Al's getting mm-hmm. so much better and like quick thinking, like quick movements. Yeah. I think Al always had it in him, but now he's got an excuse to let it all loose. And mm-hmm. I, I thought the manga panels were pretty cool too. Like I could tell exactly how the action was moving along, and that's really difficult to draw in like still frames, but. She did a great job. Yes. Um, and then also another thing that I wanted to talk about here was you get like a really clear shot of Kimberly's hand symbols and they like never explain them in the um in the anime, but they do in the manga or Ed does. Um so on his right hand he has a symbol for the sun, and on his left hand he has a symbol for the moon and it means like light and darkness, and um, there's also I think you'll see a tri two triangles that are combined at one one pointing upward and the other down, which is a hexagram, and it represents all four elements. Yeah, super cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so and, and basically in in I guess in the in the manga panel, what Ed is saying is that like if you take out one of um one of his hands like if you slice it he can't activate his his transmutation circles yep but he can still use the philosopher's stones that he's Mm -hmm. yeah so So that's kind of like complicates things yeah Um, gives a whole new meaning to a tattoo (laughs) yeah right and then uh as the fight kind of I guess winds down Kimberly's like ask why why aren't you using the philosopher's stone to get your bodies back I mean you have it um and he even he even uses the the argument that it's in accordance with your ideals give it you like give up saving people to obtain your bodies um but Al being the the young optimistic boy that he is he wants to search for something that's not bound by laws he wants to save people and also get his his body back he wants to do it all um and then kimberly reveals that he has a stone in his mouth Um, i i think the um this is the coolest transition though that we've seen from from this scene to the next with the armstrongs it's like kimberly's about to blow stuff up and the rubble turns into alex's um projectiles it was pretty cool Mm -hmm. yes so yeah the armstrongs are fighting sloth and they they're actually working together um and they're like they're they're like finding his weak spots and they're like yeah we're winning but then um or i think they i think they like get a hit on him like yeah we like actually hurt him um but then he reveals his special ability (laughs) which um 
We've been uh, watching too much Bungo Stray Dogs. Yeah. That's it is it is Kuna Kuna's voice right actor though. They all have special abilities. <laughs> like that's the name for their powers. Yeah. And that was like special ability. Blah blah blah. Rashomon. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah he's um so we've we've seen the other special abilities of the other homunculi like envy's ability to transform or lust ultimate spear breeds ultimate shield but um sloth is the fastest homunculi which is just so ironic uh mm-hmm. but there's a really funny panel in the manga where uh sloth has just blazed past them and alex and olivier just stand looking at each other and pointing like did you see that <laughs> real quick I do appreciate that in Sloth, confirming his speed takes the slowest sentence of the show to be like, yes, I am the fastest homunculus. That kind of reminds me of, you know, the the Sloth from Zootopia? Yes, okay, that's exactly (laughs) what I was going to (laughs) say. He's speeding in his car and then he rolls down the window and is like, Hey. <laughs> I wonder if they were inspired by this. <laughs> but then Olivier trips and it looks like she gets hit by Sloth. Um, but we don't get to actually see that happen because we go back to the fight that's happening in the woods and Pride uh so at the end of the first fight sequence, Al had like captured Pride again in a, like a dirt dome thing but he's escaped now but al is not finished yet he causes another dust cloud um but pride captures him um and at first pride thinks that he's won but then we see that the stone has that al doesn't have the stone anymore um and he'd actually formed the dust cloud to see the direction of the wind so that um al's help could um stay out of uh you gotta stand downwind because then they can't smell you yes yeah yes um and they're like oh shoot uh we're in trouble and you see heinkel like come out and just latch on to kimberly's neck um a little bit hard to watch honestly yeah it was pretty it was kind of gruesome um and we see that Marco has a stone and he used it to heal Heinkel. So that's how he was he was able to get up and do that. Um, then we go back to the city and Riza, Roy, and Maria are in their, not their ice cream truck, but now their meat truck. Um, but <laughs> they they can't find a way into the city. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's super funny because Riza's like, she like cocks her gun. She's like, I'm ready to go. Like. I'm going to take all these guys. You want guys me to down. make a way into the, <laughs> yeah. into the building? Um, but then Mustang kind of hints that there is a secret way to get in. And they're going to use that instead. Um, and while they're doing that, Ed and the Chimeras and Scar are fighting the, um, the Immortal Legion. And this was, I don't know, this whole sequence of scenes kind of interesting. Because like the intro for the show starts playing um over these which i don't know if that's ever happened in the show before i mean they'll they'll start playing it at the end this was halfway um, through yeah but the, it wasn't even halfway through when it started playing um and they're working together and they tell them to like go 
for the legs because I don't are they like I can't remember are they able to like heal themselves they're they're not regenerating but they won't die so if if they're mobile they can still attack you so that's why you go for the legs so you can just stop them from moving yeah like zombies like zombies exactly (laughs) but they're really fast zombies yes they're just creepy looking. Um, and then we we see Ed, he makes a spear, which has been so long since we've seen him make one of those. Um, but also you can tell that he's like struggling to kill them because he knows, you know, they were made with, with human souls. Uh, so it's very sad. Then we go back to the Armstrongs fighting and Olivier has not been killed. Alex saved her. Um, and it seems like they're ready to to fight again but then i don't know exactly what happens but like i think the olivier... the floor caves in and they go to the level below and oh, that's okay. how olivier okay. gets knocked out i was kind of confused what had happened yeah yeah she gets knocked out um and sloth is like annoyed that he has to fight he's like i'm gonna kill you quickly then sleep <laughs> how is it that he's the most relatable character right i know like everything that he said i'm like "Mm, yeah (laughs) i told alex earlier the sloth is secretly my work spirit animal (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then they like switch around they jump around so much in this episode because then they go back to the fight in the woods again and um pride is about to attack um, Heinkel, but Heinkel, like, puts Kimberly in front of himself, um, and Pride won't attack him, which is interesting, um, but then, so then he goes, decides to go after Marco instead, and while, when, while, when he's about to do that, a car comes careening out of the woods and hits Pride and Al, um and you're like what the heck and you see that it is um yoki driving the car and bawling his eyes out um so he's he's actually done something useful um and then proceeds to rub it into everybody's face that he has done something useful and that he was the hero and he hit the strongest monkey line (laughs) yes yeah he's like it's all about the glory for me it's like okay well are you going to tell everybody that you were bawling like a child when you did that? <laughs> um, everyone else is annoyed too, because while they're like, everybody jumps in the car and they're speeding away. And I, I think it was one of the, that kind of, I think it was Heinkel. I think it was like, Heinkel. Yeah. and yeah. drive. Like, <laughs> that's enough. Um, and then we, I think like the most savage line um kimberly is dying and pride just like stands over him and he's like i think that color suits you um and he is like blood little, little consequence yeah oh it's just, man yeah um, i have to say though that was some very good voice acting by eric vale uh kimberly's voice actor because that, that was convincing choking on blood noises that was that was pretty good i don't know if you guys noticed but kimberly is also is yuki in Fruits Basket. Oh. And he plays, like, the main villain in another show called My Hero yeah. Academia. Yeah, he's, like, he uh, he plays a lot of villains, and then he's Yuki. <laughs> Kyo plays a villain, too. Yeah, he does. They both kind of have villain voices. Yeah. They do in Fruits Basket, too. 
Yuki is Yuki is not a villain. Yeah, neither is Yuki it's is a prince. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Kyo's also antagonistic. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about cat versus Raz later. <laughs> Fine. Um and then Pride eats Kimberly. So he is no, no more Kimberly. Yeah, I know. I was just devastated by this loss. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you think that this was cannibalism? Because technically, he's not, Pride's not human. I don't think that counts, but I was just wondering what he gains by eating Kimberly. Does he get the, the alchemy powers? Well, if he, well, Lauren was saying, like, where did his stone go? Like, did he eat Oh, his, yeah, he probably stone. got the stone, too. So that's just more yeah. power to him, I guess. Ah, yeah, it makes sense that he yeah. wanted Kimberly then. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But and also, also he, eat, he had so. eaten gluttony, so he had, like, his, his, we had oh, a sense of smell, and also, like, his appetite, too. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And then after Kimberly gets eaten, we go, Back to the Armstrong fight. Um, and Sloth has been stabbed by Alex. Like, not just stabbed. It's, it's like, I don't impaled even know. Impaled through the it, mouth. Yeah. It was impaled. disgusting. I was, like, trying to figure out la- the other night, like, what to even, like, call that thing. Stalagmite. <laughs> yes, Megan said stalagmite. <laughs> it's pretty gross. Um, Dislodged. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And Olivier wakes up, and Alex is very, very concerned for her. Um, they have, like, the best, like, sibling, like, squabble. Because, like, also mm-hmm. the soldiers come in, and, like, they're just having a sibling squabble <laughs> in front of these soldiers who are just staring at them, like, what is even happening right now? <laughs> yes, it's... I don't know. I feel like we don't we don't get to see like Ed and Al fight like that. I kind of like wish we did because that is like very I don't know, just like so accurate. <laughs> like just relate to that. Um Yes, and then then they hear gunfire and the Immortal Legion has arrived. And while that's happening, Sloth like literally like, bites through the stone thing and um it's also really cool because he also starts to like regenerate and it's i don't know i always love seeing that like when you like you can like see the muscles and bones that like, is a cool animation thing like yeah. together um when you think there's no way that they could come back from it and they do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right i know you're like he's for sure dead I'm like mm, no. no he's not um and then Olivier is like talking to the soldiers who are pointing their guns at the Armstrongs and be like, what are you like? Do you want to work together and try to defeat these guys? Or are you going to shoot me? And she like puts the soldiers gun to her own head. She's just so awesome. Um, She's like, what are you going to do? I think she called him a coward too. Like, what are you going to do? You coward in the gun. In the the middle of a like Fight for their lives. The guy had the safety on. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get a very brief scene, which I'm pretty sure Megan said this. Like, it's probably just to remind us that, like, they exist. But <laughs> May and Envy are, like, fighting. And also there's, like, 
soldiers coming and and I think May like escapes. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, because Envy starts like eating the soldiers uh-huh. and May was like, I don't think you understand what's happening here. Like a horde full of zombies, no. Just dodging you, I can do that all day. <laughs> and Envy just gets so frustrated with that. I mean, he is getting more powerful by absorbing the soldiers, but May has a point, like, you're taking care of the multitude of enemies for me. hmm Yes. Um, and then the, the final scene, Ed and the, the Chimeras and Scar, they're, they're still fighting, taking, taking down soldiers, but it's, it's getting, it's getting difficult because there's just like so many of them and we see Ed like a soldier like jump above him and like about to he's about to be eaten but then there's this huge explosion um and we see that uh Mustang and Riza have arrived. Yes. And it's super funny in the manga because when the the explosion happens Ed is just blown away in his the look on his face is hilarious like a very <laughs> shocked look. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that is the we'll end of the episode. Uh, yeah, right. so extra since that's yeah for the extra things since that's the end. Um, tracking Ed made a spear finally, and then for homunculi deaths, Sloth died twice. Um, mm-hmm. actually, expertise. one thing about the spear is, do we see it get broken? Because I think we've also been like counting how many seconds it's there, <laughs> no. but I don't I know if don't we remember. see it. He might just drop it. I think it just gets knocked out of his hand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. count that as being unusable. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, animation expertise. So the animation really popped off. It makes up for last time in spades. <laughs> From the camera movements to the choreography to the special effects, all the fight scenes were really well done. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing, like them just pull out all the stops going forward for like the finale mm-hmm. yes there's many awesome fights to come yes and then story elements analysis so this is an example of a character showing their true power al to this point has been strong and smart and brave but now he's really showing how capable he is yes like i said with the last episode and this episode like this is where you're like oh al is actually super awesome He's very capable on his own. He's just cool. All right. Do you guys have anything else you want to add before we wrap up? I feel like in some ways, the these few episodes really highlight the distinction distinctions within each character. Like the Armstrong sibling dynamic is in full height in this episode. Mm-hmm. And then... Mustang with the uh, multi-step plans and illusions, but then also the explosion in the end is just so (laughs) Mustang. And even Ed and Al within their perspective fights are kind of showing off. And so it's just this like everyone's at their height as they build through this. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. Honestly, this is this might be one of my top episodes, just for like all the cool fights. All right, you heard it here, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, top episodes. I can say top, but one of my top. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so now 
we get to share a favorite line on the episodes and, and we'll let our guests go first. So, um, so Alex here, my favorite episode or my favorite line is again with the Armstrong family, but Olivier, uh, it was like when she got hit with like during the second fight and they're having their squabble and Alex just looks at her and goes, Oh yeah. Cause the, the soldiers with the guns appear mm-hmm. and she's just like, so they're here to basically kill me. And so Alex looks at her and this is my favorite line. You can't die until all the paperwork is in place. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so epic. I will be perfectly honest. I narrowed it down to two. All right. I, I struggled. But one of them is in the very beginning in the Owl and Pride fight. Pride thinks that they've succeeded and has Owl wrapped up in the dust right before the Heinkel reveal. And Owl says, you know, I still think you're giving us humans too little credit. Mm. And it's this beautiful turn, or, turn of a phrase for the reveal of, no, Owl had the upper hand the entire time. And then the other one, because sloth is wonderful, is the I'm dying. I hate dying. It's such a pain. Coming back is a pain. But then fighting all out is the biggest pain of all. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's good. I might love sloth a little bit, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's kind, of, he's kind of a weird character because, like, he, everything he says, like, you kind of love, but at the same time, it's like, why is he here? Like, he's just kind of... Mm-hmm. He's enslaved, basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The chains is. on his hands are proof, but, yeah. He's you can't not... hold him accountable for his actions. Mm-hmm. He's he, He's not a free agent, so I can't hate him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Megan, um, what was your favorite line? Yeah, mine was from Al uh, during his fight. Well, I say searching for possibilities that aren't bound by rules or laws. That's how humanity advances. And what was yours, Meg? Mine uh, came from Mustang. Um, I, I, I'll i post it, but I saw, I saw like a meme where um, somebody was saying like this this was why the whole story was created just for this line, just for this pun. Um, and it came, it came from Mustang when he bursts in to help um, Ed. And he's like, maybe I could lend you a hand full metal. That would have been funny if Ed shot back like, is that a disability joke? <laughs> All right. Um and then what did we uh, learn in this episode? We learned to go beyond plus ultra. Oops, wrong show. Uh, <laughs> anyway, just try every possibility and don't take the easy way out. Mm-hmm. And then who pushed the story forward? Al, of course. Oh, my word, that kid is good. <laughs> but um, Yoki gets an honorable mention because I feel like he deserves some credit <laughs> for driving a car into the thick of battle. <laughs> Yes, I will allow this this one time. You can get an honorable mention. <laughs> All right, that 
is all we have. Thank you guys for joining us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a blast. <laughs> and yeah, we will be back next week with another episode. Yep. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.